Good morning. Welcome to the Business Hour. I'm Ron Camacho, your host. And today the topic is organ donation. You know, each day in the United States, approximately 80 people receive an organ transplant. That's a little over 29,000 last year in 2013. But unfortunately, the other side of that is that there are an average of 21 people each day that die while waiting for an organ, and that would be approximately 7,600, a little over 7,600 in 2013. And though the majority who who pass away are people over 50, there were more than 8,000 under the age of 50, including some, some very young children. I, I noticed uh, in a breakdown of statistics that uh, they are categorized from age 0 to 1, 1 to 2, uh, and, and some fairly um, young um, children who are receiving transplants and some of whom um, are waiting for a transplant and some of whom pass away uh, in the absence of a, an appropriate uh, match or even the availability of an organ. So that currently in the U.S. there are a little over 120,000 people waiting for an organization. With all of that said, I'm very pleased to have as my guest today Pat Rochford, the Executive Director of the uh, GPA, the GTF, uh, Georgia Transplant Foundation, who will share some insights about what's going on with Georgia Trans- the Georgia Transplant Foundation and what the GTF is doing to support the thousands here in Georgia that are waiting as well as what the foundation is doing to support recipients, donors, families of those affected by uh, the condition and uh, just the foundation's efforts uh, to educate the masses. Um, welcome to the program, Pat. Thank you, Ron. Thanks for having me. Um, th- as well as f- focusing on recipients, donors, and those waiting for transplants uh, and their families here in Georgia, um, I-, I might add that m- much of what we'll be discussing will apply to the other 49 states. My understanding is that the uh, Georgia Transplant Foundation is perhaps the best operated transplant foundation uh, in the country, and and that may make it the best um, transplant foundation in in the world. Uh, I don't mean to make you blush, but <laughs> but uh, but uh, I had this impression before. I have uh, even more of that impression since uh, I've done a little bit of homework. Uh, and yet, uh, nevertheless, uh, some of what we'll be talking about will apply to what goes on in the 49 other states, and as well as even other other nations, because there are some commonalities associated with the donations of organs and the savings of lives, um, even though it may differ greatly, particularly in uh, states which don't have... Um, the equivalent of a, a Georgia Transplant Foundation or nation, semi-developed and underdeveloped countries, for sure, in many cases, are decades behind what's going on. Um, so with that in mind, uh, Pat, tell us a little bit about um, uh, what some of the numbers are beyond what I just described. Well... Uh, currently, there's about 15,000 people that have been transplanted in the state of Georgia. In 2013, that was 829 transplants 
performed just here in Georgia. Um, Between January of this year and August, there were 538 transplants performed in Georgia. Um, Currently, there's close to 5,000 people, 4,700 people waiting for organ transplant, and it's rather significant to know that of that, 4,300 people are kidney, waiting for kidneys. Um, Obviously, there's a number of other organs. There's kidney, liver, pancreas, kidney, pancreas, heart, and lung, and those are the people that we work with, solid organ transplants. But by far, the largest population is kidney, and we're there lucky, if there can be a lucky in that equation, is that they can be on dialysis. So if a liver person get a person waiting for a liver gets really, really sick waiting for a liver, they're not going to make it. There's nothing that can keep them going. There's there. no equivalent of dialysis. No. And the heart is pretty much the same. There's a VAD that is a device that will help people keep their heart pumping strongly and can be used as a bridge, and that's fairly new technology. But nothing's like dialysis that you could stay on. Tell us again, uh, give us that list of um, the primary um, solid organs that... uh There's kidney, liver, pancreas, and usually that's done in conjunction with the kidney, kidney, pancreas, um, heart, and lung. And, uh, Pat... Let's let's before we we get into some of the programs of um, GTF. Tell us uh, a little bit about the origins <laughs> of the uh, Georgia Transplant Foundation, which which goes back to 1992. Is that right? 1992. Our founder was Tommy Smith. He was a kidney recipient himself, and he had been in the service. He was a Marine. Semper Fi. He's always always talking about that. Um, he himself had all of his medical costs paid through the VA, but he'd sit in clinic and he'd hear people talking about it and they were having to make a choice. Do I buy food this week? Do I put food on the table for my kids? Can I make a house payment this week or do I buy my meds? And the meds are astronomically priced and it's for the rest of their lives. Without taking those medicines, the body is going to see this as something foreign and reject it. So in order to keep that organ functioning well in your body, you have to take these medicines for the rest of your life. These uh, immunosuppressant uh, drugs is, 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 a, is a major part of, Absolutely. of, of uh, a um, organ recipient's future. Right. And, and, and in many cases, if not all, is that forever? I mean, is oh, it, it absolutely is forever. Um, the first year of transplant, you're probably going to have more medicines than you might have after you get everything regulated and move on down the line. But um, immunosuppressants are for life. Um, there's no getting around that. And they can cost, you know, up to $6,000 a month. Um, if you have good insurance, your copays are going to be high. You're going to have a number of copays to add on to your normal daily routine. And your average middle-class America person is going to have issues just because their co-pays are going to go up. So it's going to affect your life. There's no question about it. And that's why Tommy Smith wanted to form an organization that was there. Um, We get an application in one day, and we can get a check out to the person within two or three days. So it's not something that's a long, drawn-out process. We want someone to know that we're there. Um... Tommy had this view of us being a family, and everyone who's getting a transplant or needing a transplant 
needs a family member to reach out to and say, help, I'm scared, I'm in trouble, whatever, and that's what we're there for. You know, we're going to revisit this uh, area of of financial assistance, and also we're going to revisit, um, uh, well, not so much revisit, but we'll be talking about the other tummy. Uh, That is a a very, very, very uh, major part of GTF. Um, But let me ask you about the uh, original mission, uh, which which may be very similar to today's mission, but uh, over the years, and 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 it's been uh, 22 years, um, and have you been around since uh, 1992? Did you have a process? Not not since the very beginning. Yeah, there were two processes. Predecessors. Um, I started out as a volunteer in 1994 with Tommy Glavin okay, for his so, event. So, so I've been around a for, while. For, for, yes, for a while. <laughs> uh-huh. And as far as you know, has the mission uh, changed? Has it just expanded uh, through the years? Pretty much has stayed the same. I think we changed an end or a but. But, um, no, we have stayed true to our mission from, from day one. So everything from uh, educating uh, the masses to financial assistance and some of the other things we'll get into have pretty much stayed. The scope has, has stayed. When, when Tommy was putting together the foundation, he reached out to the transplant centers in the area to have them be a part of the board of directors. So we started right from the beginning with what were the key needs of the transplant community, and we sought to to fulfill those needs right from the beginning. Um, as transplants changed, we've grown our programs a little bit, and we've changed a few programs and added to it, but not the mission. The mission is the same. We want to be there to help. Well, r- r- rather than delay the uh, the reference to the other uh, Tommy, <laughs> so to speak, um, there are very, very, very few um, celebrities, uh, athlete celebrities uh, more specifically, that are um, more loved, more liked, more respected than Tom Clavin. But GTF uh, is very fortunate to have uh, in your bullpen, so to speak, um, uh, Tom Glavin. Um, tell us a little bit about um, how Tom Glavin came to be involved, and then um, we will save um, the the major event toward a little bit uh, uh, later in the program. But tell us how um, Tom Glavin, who is a um, uh, a highly decorated, if you will, uh, former Major League Baseball uh, Hall of pitcher. Famer. Hall of Famer, <laughs> yes. Well, and you know, with other, if I, if I had uh, the appropriate list, and I wish I uh, had done a little bit more homework to be accurate, uh, you know, he's received uh, uh, many accolades yes, uh, uh, as a professional athlete. But I, I really have the distinct impression. Uh, I cannot uh, remember a time when I saw uh, Tommy Glavin either in person or on um, uh, television when he was not just the most gracious of uh, celebrity athletes. And, Absolutely. Uh, uh, so tell us a little bit about how he became involved. It was actually as simple as he got a letter in his mailbox. Um, one of our board people lived in his neighborhood, and Tommy Smith sent a letter and asked her to put it in the mailbox. Tom Glavin found it and reached out to Tommy Smith and agreed to help us. He was just a young player getting started. We were just unbelievably lucky and blessed. Um, what you said about him, I mean, what you see is what you get. He is absolutely the nicest, kindest, caring person. 
after 10 years, he came to us and he said, you know, maybe we shouldn't be doing this anymore. And we said, why? (laughs) And he agreed that as long as people want to see him and come out to the event, that he'll be there for us. And this will be our 23rd year, and he's raised over $6 million for us over the years. Um, We've seen his family grow from one daughter to five kids. He's he's an amazing person. You you think he might have been a little concerned that uh, his his own uh, uh, celebrity status was was on the wane and did not really realize that... uh, uh, he is one of those guys who's crossed over the threshold, aside from being in the Hall of Fame, which gives you a measure of, of longevity, that he's just really well-loved. Well I, I think it was him being humble. I think he felt like um, 10 years is probably long enough for anybody to, to do an event. And he is so well-loved, and we still, we care about him so much. And, again, Tommy Smith's idea of family, Tom Glavin is a part of our family, and we have cheered for him. We put on our Mets baseball cap when it was called for, and we cheered for the man, not the uniform. And he's just, he's he's always been there for us. Um, he's the one that has to reach out and ask for other celebrity athletes to come out to the event. It's not always an easy thing to ask for. But he's there. Um, he helps us get auction items. The first year that we ever did the event, he came in the night of the event with his arms full of what looked like socks. And when you get a baseball signed, you put it in a sock and keep the signature good, not smeared or whatever. So he comes in with all these socks, and we went, what the heck? <laughs> and it was it. that was our auction. And that first year, we raised 17000 This past year, we raised over 300000 um, signed baseballs uh, uh, that were invaluable. We're going to be taking a break. When we come back, we uh, may touch on uh, Tom Glavin's involvement uh, uh, some more. Um, we're here with Pat Rochford, the executive director of Georgia Transplant Foundation, and we'll be back with Pat right after this break. In 2009, the membership organization Docs for Patient Care was founded. People all around the country wanted to participate in the efforts of this group, and they wanted to join, but they were unable to do so unless they were physicians. It's for this reason that the Docs for Patient Care Foundation was created. Now, everyone can join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients, dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. While you're at your computer, please go to www.docs4patientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docs4patientcarefoundation.org and make a tax-deductible donation and join the fight along with us. Thank you. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Hi, I'm Ray Bowman, hoping you'll join us each Friday at noon for our new show, Food and Farm, brought to you by FeedstuffsFoodLink.com, only on America's Web Radio. Don't be hoodwinked by the left, who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. This is America's AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. 
Welcome back to the Business Hour. We're here with Pat Rochford, the Executive Director of GTF, the Georgia Transplant Foundation. And just before the break, we were talking about the involvement of Tom Glavin, the uh, Hall of Fame former Atlanta Braves and New York Mets baseball uh, pitcher um, who is now the lead pitchman uh, of the GTF of the Georgia Transplant Foundation. And I, w- I wanted to say one thing, and that is that he is, and, and I said it, he's well-liked, well-loved, well-respected, uh, and not just by the fans, um, but uh, among professional ranks, uh, he, I believe, is probably able to engage some fellow uh, celebrities, athletes and non-athletes alike, because of uh, his uh, his personal image. And so, uh, Tommy, if you happen to be listening, uh, listening, our hats are off to you uh, for being the kind of guy who uh, has uh, dedicated uh, so much uh, time and effort to helping GTF. Uh, it's made all the difference in the world. If the GTF, and it appears that, that the Georgia Transplant Foundation is uh, the premier transplant foundation uh, in, in the world, it's that way because uh, you helped uh, make it that way. Um, let's talk about some of the programs, Pat, um, starting with something we touched on, and that is uh, fundraising. Um, how do you help transplant uh, candidates and and recipients prepare for uh, what is a very costly, um, significant uh, event with 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 various uh, ongoing costs uh, of the transplantation. We mentioned uh, meds, uh, immunosuppressants uh, alone following uh, transplantation at $6,000 a month for anybody who didn't do the math. That is $72,000 a year. That is twice the annual household income uh, of uh, the majority of families in the U.S., um, surprisingly. Um, and um, and, and, and it's an astronomical number. So tell us about um, how GTF helps uh, organ uh, transplant recipients with, with financial um, aid. And you mentioned also that uh, you can cut a check in two to three days, uh, which is phenomenal. I mean, that, <laughs> is, uh, so. that is very efficient. Uh, you can't expect that typically from another foundation, and I dare say the government... Uh, <laughs> wouldn't I don't think even would <laughs> be in the ballpark, you know. Uh, so, so let's let's talk a little bit about uh, uh, even beyond the drugs. W- w- are there other areas that require some financial support? Yes, um, one of the, one of the things that um, we need to mention is the fact that our funding comes from a very unique trust, and it's the Mason Trust. And um, without their help and their funding, we wouldn't be able to do the miraculous work that we do. So we are very fortunate to have the Mason Trust in Georgia. Um, Our programs start when you hear that you're going to get a transplant. Um, I can't imagine. I've, I've listened to a lot of people talk through it, but sitting in your doctor's office and having someone say, yep, we got the test back, and what we're going to need to do is get you a new heart. 
I mean, the the feeling has to just be overwhelming. And one of the first things that the hospitals need to know is that you're going to be able to support the organ afterwards um, with your meds, with whatever it's going to take. So um, they recommend that people come to us, and we have a program that is our fundraising assistance program. And that is the individual going out and doing bake sales or getting together with their churches or whatever and doing their own fundraising. We'll hold it for them. And then post-transplant, we'll match up to $10,000 of what they've raised. So you get a bill for $600. You send us the bill. We spend $300 out of your account and $300 out of the GTF account. So if you've raised $10,000, we're going to make it double it and make it go twice as far which is huge so you'll even be the administrator uh, of their accounts so you can work with uh, a church or a local group that is uh, you know gathering uh, funds and and help them which is a tremendous uh, um, asset to um, a um, potential recipient uh, because bookkeeping uh, alone is a pain. It uh, is, and people are sick. They're struggling with their own health issues. They're struggling with what's going to happen next, and to have to be following up with all of that is just really difficult for them. Um, we've created websites where they can send out a web page to their their family and friends and say, I'm trying to raise this much money. Can you help me? So online donations work. They can send them directly to GTF. I mean, it's that is a huge part of what we're doing. And just recently, we've opened that up. It, it has been just to pay for their meds after transplant. We've just recently opened it up to pay for insurance as well. As our, if there's two hot spots with us, it's keeping you with meds so we can keep your organ well. And if we can keep you with insurance... It's going to pay for your meds. It's going to help you with everything. So we obviously want to keep everybody insured. Along that same line, I can jump to the fact that we have a program to help people get back to work because, again, that's the key thing. Get you healthy, get you get you that new organ, get you back to work where you have your insurance, and then you don't need a charity to support you. You know, b- b- people um, who have never given this any thought might be thinking and know that it, it, it could be tra- quite traumatic to have the uh, situation emerge and then there is the whole medical scenario but if you were to give it a little more thought and understand that this is a life-changing event this is not um uh, and and, you know a life-changing event for some people is sitting uh, in the waiting room at the garage and hearing that they need a new transmission, which they can't afford. <laughs> right. A new engine, which they can't afford. A new automobile, which they can't afford. But to hear that you need a new organ, um, which they cannot afford. Um, this is a life-changing event, and, and GTF is is this bridge back to normalcy. Right, and, and that and is exactly what. We're not there to, help, to hold your hand for the rest of your life, but we do want to offer this bridge that will get you back on your feet. Um, a lot of people will wait too long to come to us and end up with their mortgage in dire straits, and we can help by paying a mortgage payment. We can pay for um, an electric bill. We can pay for your phone bill. Uh, it depends on what the need is at the time. In fact, if if this program can can play its small role uh, along with any other uh, media um, 
outlets that you are able to leverage, you know, we, we, we'd like to get the word out there to um, potential uh, uh, recipients uh, and donors uh, to get involved as early as possible in the cycle. It, it, it sounds to me like um, you might be able to help a family uh, save many thousands of dollars. And quite honestly, it, it, it saves the foundation uh, many thousands of dollars to be involved uh, before uh, a mortgage uh, is in jeopardy. Right. Um, the, um, the other thing is that because you are the Georgia Transplant Foundation, that means there's little towns uh, throughout the state of Georgia you know, oftentimes, you know, when you live in the big city, as we do, um, a- Atlanta is a big, thriving uh, metropolitan uh, region. And, you know, you, you hear about uh, all manner of fundraising mechanisms. There's a lot of organizations that you could turn to to, to help you in this quest uh, to, to pay for uh, a transplantation. Um, but if you're in a small little community that's way outside of Valdosta, you know, or in some remote part of the state, you're still helping people. And so um, is one major part of what you do is just staying in communication with the church that is in uh, <laughs> this, uh, you know, Homer, Georgia. Not you know. necessarily the church, but with the people. Well, I mean, um, we, you know, I was using as an yes, example for, the organization that has come through to to be um, uh, one of the, the major players in yes. the fundraising process. So the families and any community organizations uh, that, uh, not to mention local doctors to some extent is that right the local doctors in around the state would be the referring doctors that would be referring them to the transplant centers and there is one of the transplant centers is in augusta gru is in augusta so they take care of more of the the people in that general area but many people will travel up here to emory um to children's health care and to piedmont um and that's another one of our programs is housing. When you get it, if you're from outside of Valdosta and you're getting a transplant at Emory or Piedmont, you need to stay in the area, either waiting for the transplant or recovering from it afterwards. And we'll do a housing program where we can help you with housing costs here, just temporary housing kind of thing. And and would you help with housing costs um, elsewhere as, as well if somebody can't travel to Atlanta? We have a transportation uh program where we can help you with transportation costs. Again, we we work closely with the social workers, so we hear what's key going on with the transplant community, and one of the things that people were complaining about is, yes, they get their transplant, they live outside of Valdosta, they have to travel to the transplant center for their follow-up care, and with the price of gas that was costing them a fortune, so they weren't able to come to their checkups, or they were saying they couldn't. So we can provide gas money so that they can come back and forth to the transplant center. We want to do everything we can to keep you healthy, to help you get that organ, and to move on with a healthy and productive life. Now tell us again where where most of the major transplant centers are. Um, You just mentioned Augusta as one. Augusta, it used to be MCG, it's now GRU, Georgia Regents University Health. Certainly, Atlanta would be. Atlanta one. is Piedmont and Emory and Children's Healthcare. Okay, um, we're going to be taking a break here. When we come back, I want to get into um, some of the other programs that you provide that range from dental assistance to insurance premium assistance. Uh, 
and um, just talk more about the good work of GTF, the Georgia Transplant Foundation. We're here with Pat Rochford, uh, the executive director of GTF. We'll be back with Pat right after this break. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. This is Michael Gano with Insight to Israel. Every day, the Israeli Defense Force finds itself on the front line of the war with the militant arm of Islam. Surrounded by enemies from within and without, they fight for the only Jewish state. Military service is mandatory, ladies serving two years and men serving three right out of high school. While young people in other democracies are busy traveling or attending university, Israeli men and women gear up for basic training. In a world of heads of state, politicians, ambassadors, diplomats, and a leftist media, many times our voice at the grassroots level is drowned out. So we started an ongoing project called Hershey's for Heroes. Patriot conservatives from all over the U.S. are sending Hershey's chocolate bars with a note of thanks for defending Israel. Won't you join us by sending a sweet message to the IDF? For information, please see my Facebook page at Michael Gano. Thank you, God bless Patriot conservatives, and God bless Israel in her struggle for sovereignty and security. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Do your children know where their food comes from? At ConnectingFarmToFork.com, there's all kinds of ways to help your child understand how 300 million of us here in America stay nourished, clothed, and healthy. Activities, food facts, and farm visits help young people learn about America's hardworking farmers and have lots of fun doing it. Visit ConnectingFarmToFork.com today for a learning experience that will really grow on you. ConnectingFarmToFork.com, brought to you by the people who care at Feedstuff's Food Link. This is America's WebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Welcome back to the Business Hour. I'm Ron Camacho, your host, and we are here with Pat Rochford, the executive director of the Georgia Transplant Foundation, and we've been talking about the good work of GTF. It is a world-class organ transplant support foundation, and before the break we were talking about fundraising um, and financial assistance to recipients and their families and it takes on a, a, a few different uh, dimensions. Uh, one of those areas that we touched on, and I want to go back and revisit this for just a moment, is, is housing assistance. You mentioned transportation assistance. Um, it, I think I, I want to point out that in, in some sense, uh, short of performing uh, transplantations, uh, GTF is, is a one-stop shop for a lot of services and if you're outside of uh, one of the m- metro areas like Augusta or Atlanta that has a critical mass of medical uh, expertise uh, where you need to go for uh, su- biomedical support and the actual um, transplant, um, you help people to get there. And then we mentioned um, housing, and, and, and I said, well, 
uh, and this was off the air, I, I mentioned that you don't have the equipment of the Ronald McDonald House, and you mentioned to me that, yes, in <laughs> fact, you do work with the Ronald McDonald House. And um, tell us a little bit about that and tell us just um, where else a person might stay. I, I asked you, if, well, do you stay at a hotel? And, and, and it, it could be, if, if that's what the need is. Um, recently, the Mason House, which is um, on the campus of Emory Hospital, um, was just had a complete renovation. While they were renovating, we had to find other places that people could stay, and we did put them up in hotels. Um, Ronald McDonald House is someplace that our children's group will stay. Um, being transplanted is sort of a special, special, special need. Um, you're immunosuppressed. That means that you are opening yourself to all kinds of germs. Uh, being around someone with a cold could be really a big deal for someone who's who's had a transplant. So Ronald McDonald House has a wing that is just for transplant families, and it's really special. They work very closely with us, and we can pay for people while they have to stay, although Ronald McDonald has uh, low fees to be able to accommodate the families. Even those can just be overwhelming during this time when everything is hitting them. They're having to travel. They're having to stay out of town. They're having to pay for new meds. I mean, everything is just... Housing has got to be a, 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 a very major uh, dimension and, and, and really must come as a blessing to a lot of uh, the um, recipients and to their families. I think very recently uh, the, the the general public has become made uh, somewhat more aware of um, the importance of not compromising a, an immunological system. You know, with recent outbreaks of Ebola, you know, they are they, the general public, we uh, are, are a little more aware of, of uh, the susceptibility to uh, infection and the value of maintaining a, uh, a germ-free environment. Um, and the Ronald McDonald House has just an incredible reputation. Absolutely. Having the Mason House uh, on the Emory uh, campus, um, which I might add is almost like a spa, it's, really, <laughs> it's, it's an amazing it, facility. It's an amazing facility. Um, Again, Mason. Mason Trust is amazing. They have worked with everyone that is in transplant. They have, they've worked with all the transplant centers. They've worked with research in the past, and they funded the Mason House. So they're everywhere. They and, are very important to transplant. And have they uh, been around since the beginning as well or close to? They started the same year that GTF did. We didn't know it at the time, but um, it worked their mission is so closely aligned with what GTF does. They want to make sure that anyone in the state of Georgia who needs a transplant is able to get it, that finances don't make it impossible to do it. And that's what we want, too. Well, along with Tom Glevin, our hats are off to the Mason uh, Foundation. <laughs> it sounds like uh, 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 timing was uh, critical uh, in, in was. both relationships. We've had a number of board members say it's God's foundation. I mean, everything, including getting Tom Glavin to be involved with us, was R- just well, right. At, that's it was not at a luck. stage in his career <laughs> where uh, you know he um, was able to. Um, get involved, wanted to be involved, and the fact that he's uh, he's remained involved is, is quite amazing. Mm-hmm. Let's let's talk about something that uh, a lot of people wouldn't uh, even associate. They, they, if you ask them uh, about uh, um, the kinds of ways uh, a foundation like GTF uh, 
could be supportive, they wouldn't necessarily think of dental assistance. <laughs> uh, but tell us about um, uh, dental assistance and the relationship to uh, transplantation. That falls in line with infection again. Um, if you are getting listed to be transplanted, the final step to get your name on that list is to be infection-free. And so for many people that haven't been to the dentist recently, you know, you could have been tied up with a few other things going on with your life. Um, That's the majority of people, if I'm not mistaken. I, I, <laughs> no, I really, I, people don't uh, stop to think about it, but, uh, you know, um, uh, diseases of the mouth are, are, are it's extremely infection. prevalent. It's in and, your body. And right, you have and it's low-level infection in most cases, but, right. you know, it, it's a part of the, uh, the process to be uh, infection-free. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we'll send the people to the dentist. They come back to us with a, a fee schedule, and we'll make sure that they are infection-free so that they can get listed and they can get the transplant. Let's talk about insurance premiums. Um, everyone who um, is insured knows that uh, insurance premiums can be uh, very, very significant. Uh, um, you had touched on this before, yes. but you can help with uh, insurance premiums as well? Again, um, if you're waiting for a transplant, chances are you're going to be too ill to work or many people are too ill to work. You could lose your job and we don't want you to lose that insurance. So we'll make the COBRA payments. And again, like you said, COBRA payments can be ridiculously high. But our idea is we keep you insured. You're going to be able to take care of yourself down the road and that's, that's an important piece. You know, dignity. <laughs> absolutely, dignity. It w- dignity would be one of the underlying um, dimensions to all of what we're talking about. Yes. Uh, is helping people with this bridge back to normalcy and maintaining dignity along the way. Um, insurance premiums can get um, out of control, and I'm wondering if um, the insurance companies out there know to be on their best behavior without you having to actively be an advocate for reasonable charges, I would like to think that they understand that if you're involved, they have to be on their best behavior. Do you have a sense that some of the insurance companies uh, know not to uh, 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 do anything that is uh, uh, less than reputable? <laughs> I don't think that we are a watchdog for the insurance companies, but we will make the payments for the the people are taken care of. That's that's all we can do. Well, if there are any insurance companies out there listening, <laughs> um, I, I hope you understand that if uh, GTF is involved, that means um, a family is in need uh, or an individual is in need of uh, assistance and that you should uh, play your part. Um, hardship. Uh, living donor assistance is one of your, your programs uh, because there are hardships on, on living donors. There uh, are. In fact, let's shift for a moment here to donors, okay? Okay. And because, uh, um, and, and before we talk about financial hardships on, on living donors, this might be a good point to discuss uh, first about the way a recipient might be put in touch or get in touch with GTF. And then we'll talk about the way that a donor might get in touch or be put in touch with GTF. But let's start with uh, the um, the recipient, potential recipient. Uh, my guess is, again, uh, I, I'm, I'm in the dark, but I would imagine that a lot of people are referred by a physician. But, but is that 
universally the case? Um, sort of roundabout way because the doctor is going to refer them to the social worker to be worked up for a transplant. And part of the process would be sitting with a financial planner as well as a social worker and talking about what what's available, what's out there, um, what the process is going to be, all of that. And we're a part of that. Um, we've, again, from day one, we've worked closely with the centers. We couldn't operate without the social workers. And they'll provide a piece of our information in the packet of information that they get. It's it's huge. They've got a lot of information being given to them all at one time. So, again, we have um, seminars, if you'd like to call it that. Um, we call it Trends in Transplant, and we take them around the state. We have five different areas around the state that will have these Trends in Transplant conferences. Through the transplant centers, we'll do mailings to everyone who's listed for transplant. Names that we can't have because of HIPAA regulations, so we don't know who's out there and who needs our help. But the hospitals will do a mailing for us. And if you live in, we're, we're picking on Valdosta a lot today, but you live in Valdosta and we're in a, a, trans, uh, a one of our conferences close by, you come, we have a doctor there talking, just general transplant. Um, some One of our social workers is there who has been with us from day one. And just does the general, she calls it 101 for GTF, um, just general information about who we are, what we do, and what we want to do to help you. So that's the best way to get the word out. You know, I I, I might um, add that uh, any listeners out there that want to learn more can start at www.georgiatransplant.org. And if you don't remember that, just Google uh Transplants Georgia or right. something uh, like that. And one of the reasons I, I pulled Valdosta um, <laughs> you know, out of the hat was I was trying to think of a community that was fairly distant from Atlanta. And uh, I also made the reference to living outside of Valdosta. So, you're not, you know, if you live outside of Atlanta, you're sort of in the extended metro area. But if you live outside of Valdosta, which is pretty far away from Atlanta, uh, People uh, may not understand that uh, the good nonprofits that are statewide here in Georgia, you know, will work with you as if you're right here in Atlanta, even though you could be on a farm um, hundreds of miles right. a- a- away. We, we recently did a study to, to find out exactly how our reach was. Again, we see Tommy Smith or hear Tommy Smith's voice in our in our heads, wanting to make sure that we're covering everything. Um, and we, it's just about fifty fifty. Fifty percent of the people we help are in the metro area, and the other fifty are outside of of Metro Georgia. So we we do pretty well reaching out around the the state. Yeah, which is uh, you know about uh, close to uh, uh, the um, the population break between the metro, the greater mm-hmm. metro area, and, and and the rest of the state. Um, okay, we talked about um, aspects like transportation and housing, and let's say early on somebody has a, a need to get to Augusta, and you can help them with that. They have a need to, to come to Atlanta, you can help them with that. They have a need to uh, spend a few days in Atlanta, you can help them with housing. Um, tell us about um, that cycle in general terms. What, what could be the next stage? Um, and we'll actually take a break. When we come back, we'll pick up on, on what 
are some of those other stages that GTF can be supportive with in that spectrum. And then we're going to switch to um, donor uh, support, which, you know, we don't want to forget about donors, and we want to appeal to folks out there uh, that could potentially be donors. We're here with Pat Rochford, the Executive Director of Georgia Transplant Foundation, um, GTF, and we'll be back with Pat right after this break. The United States Justice Foundation, since 1979, has been dedicated to instructing, informing, and educating the public on legal issues confronting America. That means you and me. When necessary, this nonprofit organization has had to litigate to present the constitutional view. Since 1980, USJF has submitted testimony to the U.S. Senate on all but one U.S. Supreme Court nominee. Learn more about USJF by visiting their website at www.usjf.net. Support this nonprofit as it defends our rights, our liberty, and our Constitution. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business, or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. This is Dr. Susan Blank, Medical Director for the Atlanta Healing Center. Our team is able to offer a multitude of treatment options such as quantitative EEG, also known as brain mapping, hormonal and nutritional assessments, neuropsychological testing, and cognitive therapy, along with traditional 12-step facilitation. And we can even offer you, if appropriate, a gentle medically managed detox. Please contact us at 770-696-9862. This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Welcome back to the Business Hour. We're here with Pat Rochford, the Executive Director of the Georgia Transplant Foundation. By the way, I want to make a correction if you're Googling uh, or looking up the foundation. It's www.gatransplant.org. Um, you can also just Google transplants. Uh, Transplantation, comma Georgia, or some variation thereof, and it should get you to uh, the uh, Georgia Transplant Foundation. Before the break, we were talking about that spectrum of where someone uh, is referred to GTF and becomes aware of GTF as a support. Um, you might have helped them with uh, transportation to um, uh, one of the medical. Uh, facilities in Augusta or here in Atlanta. You might be helping them with um, housing. Uh, You mentioned earlier that someone might contact you at a a point in time where they need assistance with meds, and within days you can uh, render uh, financial support. Uh, Let's say they've come to Atlanta. They're now meeting with a physician. They've utilized your help uh, in terms of housing. Uh, Tell us what some of the other uh, touch points are uh, that you could in the overall cycle become uh, a source of support. Well, one of the things that we'd like to see everyone set up with from the start is a mentor. Our mentor program is exactly that. It's made up of people that have already been through the process, so they know what to expect. Um, One of the first things that we saw, we had our 
Trends in Transplant Conference in Atlanta, and we opened it up to those who were waiting for transplant. And you, I met this one man that had been waiting for a heart transplant for three years, and he was just so frustrated. He just felt like, you know, why am I fighting this? My family would be better off without me. I just can't fight anymore. And he met other people that had gone through the process and were living full, happy, successful lives now. And it made him realize that, you know, it's worth the fight. It's worth hanging on. That's going to make uh, a, a big difference in terms of stress. And another area that could be very stressful is the relationship um, among spouses. Right. Uh, for a variety of reasons. Uh, tell us, you also have a, uh, a, a marriage marriage retreat. retreat. Yes, we do. Um, we have a psychologist that donates his time to us. And we have a, a marriage retreat, like you said, that is a weekend long. And uh, one of our favorite stories is watching this one couple come in that wouldn't even make eye contact. They were just, uh, the body language was very strong, that they were definitely having issues. And they left Sunday afternoon holding hands. Uh, we can't ask for miracles with everything, but just just being heard sometimes for the spouse um, being the caregiver is not an easy process, and they're going to get the worst of the worst from the, the recipient. And just somebody to listen to them and make sure that they're heard and make sure that the recipient is hearing, you know, I'm going through this too, you're not alone in this, um, is important to people. You know, we touched on um, uh, temporary medication assistance. You know, you was one of the first things we talked about is that ability to help someone with the very expensive uh, meds, uh, you know, in, immunosuppressant uh, drugs are, are just very expensive. Um, but you also have a uh, pediatric uh, specialty uh, assistance program, uh, which includes meds and involves some of the other areas we've right. talked it, about. But tell us about that program. It, it includes everything that we've talked about, but it kind of goes a little deeper. Um, if you are a parent of a child who's hospitalized, single parent or two parents, your life is turned upside down. You want to be in the hospital with your child. You have to maintain your job. You need to maintain your house payment and your electric and all of that. You may have other children. Um so life is just a little bit more stressful with those situations, and we can help with almost anything. Um, very often, again, keeping the, the house going so that the mom can be in the hospital, hospital with the child is important. Um, we have a tutoring program for the, the kids. Once they've gotten their transplant, they're obviously going to be behind in their schoolwork. They've, they've been out of it for a while in the hospital, getting better, whatever. Um, and we have a tutoring program to help them catch up. And again, that bridge back to normal is what we want for everyone. Yeah, these are a lot of dimensions that a lot of uh, uh, people would give any thought to and wouldn't associate with an organization like GTF. But uh, it's obvious that um, the process has been uh, thought through and, and possibly through some experience you understand uh, um, things which develop that the uh, Georgia Transplant Foundation can, can be supportive uh, with. Um, you have a scholarship program? We do. Again, you realize that um, a family struggling with all the costs of transplant, whether it be the child, the recipient child going to college or even a sibling going to college, there's no extra money. 
every every dime that you have has gone towards the health care of this one individual. So the sibling or that child going to college is going to be difficult. And we have a scholarship program where we can help with $1,000 a year for four years for scholarship. It's not going to help pay the actual college, but it's certainly going to help get you through college. Sure. It's, 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 a, it's a, a, a really uh, helpful gesture. You have a program called Trends in Transplant. Uh, it's a, a conference, the Trends in Transplant right. Conference. Uh, and you have also the Jumpstart program. Tell us about those programs. Okay. The Trends in Transplant is the conferences that I talked about. The 101, the, 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 the 101, we go around 101. the state. We've got four around the state and one in Atlanta every year. Usually the one in Atlanta is um, in October, end of October. And we had close to 400 people come out this year. It's a full day of information. The um, doctors from the different medical centers donate their time and come out and speak about the specific organ needs and then just general health. Um, we offer a, a free breakfast, lunch, and classes all day. And again, this is all people giving of their time and talents to GTF. We, we couldn't survive without the people that donate to us. What about the Jump Start program? Jump Start is the back-to-work program that I talked about. Okay. Um, you may have to have a different type of job after your transplant, or you may have lost your job while you were going through the process. Um, even just writing a resume, learning how to interview, whatever, we can help with all of that. And again, our, our process is to get you back to work on your feet, living normally. We... Um we touched on this, but I want to focus on it right now, and that is the uh, signature event of GTF, which is um, Tom Glavin's spring training. Uh, and uh, tell us more about this program. Tell us when it is um, so the listeners out there can, can mark it on their calendar. I may be a little prejudiced, but I think it's one of the highlights of the season in Atlanta. Um, every year since Tom has been involved with us, he will pull together his own spring training that comes right before the actual spring training when the players head off to Florida for their spring training. Um, we take over an area this year. It's the Delta Heritage Museum um, that's on the, the right there at the airport, and Delta is donating that space to us. We're very, very proud of our association with Delta. Um, Tom will invite as many athletes as are in the area, and they come out. We bring in ping-pong tables, pool tables, casino tables, whatnot, and you get to play with an athlete. Tom, Tom is always at the pool table, so um, you get to play against Tom Glavin, and who knows, maybe you're a better pool, table, pool player than he is, and you can, your, your claim to fame is, I beat Tom Glavin at pool. Do I recall that I might have gone to one of these events uh, many it's, years ago? It's at, very possible. At the, um, at the, in the Braves Clubhouse? Or the yes, Braves, it was. Uh, yeah. 755 Club. The 755 Club, yeah. Yes. Uh, Again, this is our 23rd year. Um, it, we have live and silent auction. Again, Tom helps with getting those items, so we have some items that uh, most people might not be able to get. This year we'll have some things from the Hall of Fame. We have our three Braves players from the Hall of Fame with Bobby Cox and Greg Maddox and Tom Glavin all getting in in the same year. So that's kind of exciting. Well, we want to uh, tip our cap to all of 
those uh, <laughs> uh, key uh, partners as well. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll refer to them as teammates. Uh, um, Pat, I want to ask you before we, we finish the program how you came to get involved with uh, <laughs> um, nonprofits in general and this specific uh, nonprofit, this highly worthy uh, cause. Uh, GTF. I came in to work on the Tom Glavin event. I uh, was asked to help with sponsorships, and I was doing my own normal job and doing this on the side, and actually had a life-changing event with my son getting sick, and I realized that I wanted to work with something that made me feel good all the time. I I realized how many people are just suffering, struggling with day-to-day life, and there was an opening to answer the phone at GTF, and I came to answer the phone and look where I am. So in some sense, you were seduced by Tom Glavin, as many of us have been, uh, I have to admit, I have been seduced by Tom Glavin, uh, uh, the the image of the man and the man himself. uh, uh, Again, we can't say enough about uh, what he's done for GTF. And I want to uh, thank you for taking the time, Pat, for being uh, my guest today on the Business Hour. Well, thank you for helping us get the word out. That's the hardest job that I have. We've been with Pat Rochford, the Executive Director of the Georgia Transplant Foundation. You can learn more at www.gatransplant.org. You've been listening to the Business Hour here at America's Web Radio. We're on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Have a great weekend. Have a good Thanksgiving. We'll see you on the radio next week.